Hello and welcome to the Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm speaking about It's the Great, Powerful, Sober October. Started back in 2000 and I want to say 19 by the crew uh, of, well, made it famous, I should say. Sober October's been a lot around longer than the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, but Sober October became prolific and powerful because of Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir, Tom Segura, and Joe Rogan, of course. Sober October, for me, is a powerful month. It's a month where you can get yourself together. You can get your shit together. You can get life in order amongst the chaos around there. Nearly quoting Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life and Antidote to Chaos there. The point being, this podcast is addressing alcoholism head on. And why? You know, I'm going to be talking about some of the hell holes that uh, I like started out in when I was drinking when I was younger, uh, and I'm going to talk about some positives, negatives, all of these things around alcohol, and I'm going to talk about how important sober October is to get yourself fit, to get yourself healthy, to talk about some of uh, like some of the guys that I'm doing sober October with this year. Uh, they're in it for different reasons, maybe to lose a little bit of weight, maybe just to be able to stop drinking, maybe even to just be better in general and just have a better outlet. That is a focus and a mindset that is is perfect to have during this age where we're distracted by left, right, and center. Nuclear war, friggin' the stock market crashing, mortgages going beyond 6.6%, the world falling apart. But you, you can control yourself. And you can actually focus by doing one thing. And that is just by not drinking for a month. Now, for me personally... I've been able to go at long stretches without drinking for, for instance, I think the best I've done is six months without drinking. And recently, the last drink I had was back in August when I visited my friend Johnny. That was literally back in the mid to late August uh, of this year. And so sober October for me has been sober September and October. So two two full months I'm going to do it of. And then I'm going to have a drink in November. The point being here is the consistency. The ability to find yourself being able to find it quite nonchalant and finding that it's quite easy for you to get through. The first thing should be to remove yourself from environments that are going to force that habit because every environment determines how you deal with things. If you have a very positive environment, you're going to find yourself very feeling very positive, upbeat, being able to tackle your tasks. But if you're surrounded by other alcoholics, you're going to find it very difficult to get rid of that alcohol. If you're seeing friends and family going out drinking regularly, you're going to find it difficult to be able to just stop drinking alcohol. If you are not surrounded by friends and family who don't drink, you're going to find that you don't drink. If you have friends who don't go out very often and don't drink, then you're not going to drink. If you have friends who do drink and they go out very often and you are part of that crew, you will find it very difficult because they are part of your lifestyle. You see where I'm going here. The point is, is that if you have a lifestyle that revolves around alcohol and you remove it from it, it will be like a person missing from your lifestyle. This is really interesting. This is why Sober October to me is a fantastic month for people to be able to challenge themselves. So they start a positive cycle. They say, I think it's something along the lines of 27, no, 21, sorry. 21 days is how you build a habit. So if you can get past the first 21 days of building this habit, whatever it is, whether it be stop drinking, uh, playing chess, writing journal, reading, whatever it is, 
if you're able to get past the 21st day, then you have built a habit internally and you'll be able to continue that habit a lot easier than if you were to find yourself not being able to get past that 21st day. From here, you have the opportunity to really cement it into your lifestyle and therefore make it a lot easier for yourself. Now, this is the important part here, is that you've got to find joy from it. You can't be looking at it as a task because like working out and like all of the other tough things in life that you will use to be able to make yourself better, if you're looking at it as a bloody chore, it's gonna be a bloody chore. You are going to find it difficult. You are going to find things hard. You will look at it as a negative rather than a positive that's going to change your life. This is truly the mindset that you have to have. You must look at it as something positive. By not drinking, you'll look at yourself and say, huh, maybe I'm gonna lose some weight. And from there, that might be double trouble. You may be finding yourself being able to tackle two things at once. Looking at that, you will think to yourself, wow, okay, not only have I stopped drinking for a while, I've also lost some weight and therefore felt more confident in myself. You'll find that if you have the confidence in yourself, you will be a little bit more higher up. Your shoulders might be a little bit broader. You might have your chest out a little bit. You might be walking into the world with a little bit more of oomph. By doing that, you may find more opportunities for yourself. You may look in different corners of the world and find yourself being welcomed in. I'm not going to be able to give specifics because your life is your life and you will find different things happen within your life because you have different environments and different variables to be able to deal with it. But what you will find is that if you can find that fun, that positive feeling around a task rather than making it a chore, that is when you truly are making steps forward. Because the moment you start looking at something as negative is the moment you have failed already and you will go cycling back and back and back and you'll say to yourself well I've got this crutch it's fine just these one crutch it's fine I'll I'll, I'll be able to it will support me throughout my the rest of my life and I'll bring you the dark side of alcohol here as a good example because sober October is about being sober and I will talk about other drugs as well you will find yourself as that person who will be at that bar drinking at the age of 73, telling stories to that young bartender who you used to be. And they'll be going, you know, I used to be somebody. I used to have dreams, you know, man. I don't know why I'm doing freaking Louis Armstrong impression here. But point being is that you will look at yourself and you won't recognize yourself anymore. You see this all the time. You go into your local pub, there's always going to be those like really old guys. And it's mainly guys, actually. I think the statistics favor men becoming more likely to become alcoholics than women. I'm not sure, totally sure why that is, because you definitely see on a night out women and men going for drinking, so not sure how that becomes. Maybe it's more of a crutch for, for guys than it is for girls for some psychological reason that I don't have the data to be able to back up. But it is interesting to see that when you do look into the future, you find that those people who are hanging around the watering holes, hanging around the, the sort of like more alcohol-centric areas, you'll find yourself, you know, it's, it's old guys just like crouched over, sipping the same drink that they've been sipping for the past 20 years. So think of that for a second and whether you really want to see that image in your lifestyle. And if you don't, then this is the perfect starting point is Sober October. 
And that's a real dark and negative image for you to think of. And sometimes we need that. For some people, that doesn't help them at all. That they think, oh, that's the negativity associated with that mindset and they want to move that away and they don't want to think about the negativity at all. If that's you, that's fair enough. Just focus on the positives. And, you know, for me personally, I love a little bit of darkness to my light because if I can focus on something negative, it fires me up, it gets me going, it makes me even more positive because I have some dark within me to be able to balance the light. But many people, they won't understand that. They'll think that's kind of psychopathic. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever. Whatever gets you going. Whatever, if you find more positivity keeps you going, then great. If you find that you think of dark images like that, uh, and makes you think, ah, I'm going to stay away from that for that reason. There's also that as well. So you can learn from positives and negatives, depending on who you are. The next thing is that our culture, our society, uh, mainly in the UK, I think there's more pubs in the United Kingdom than anywhere else in the world. There's more, you know, alcohol centric areas. The more of our society is built around drinking than anywhere else in the world, it feels like. Obviously, there's countries like Finland and northern Scandinavia where there is a heavy drinking scene because of the heavy winters of darkness. So going out as part of their culture to be able to let off steam. But I think the same in the United Kingdom is 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 super orientated from the age of your teenage years all the way to the rest of your adulthood is so so focused on that uh, that you'd go out on a friday on a saturday night and you're like it's time to drink it's time to get that next buzz it's time to get that next friggin kicker to be able to forget about the work week that you've just gone through and that's the normal you know probably 99th percentile uh, being summed up there and there's nothing wrong with that. That is fair enough. You need to be able to relax. That's one of the good things about alcohol is that you're going to be able to relax. You're going to be able to feel a le less stress upon you. But what you'll find is that in the long term, there's negative effects as well. And when we talk about positive drinking, we're talking about one or two units a week, uh, according to Andrew Huberman. That if you do that, that's fine. It actually helps. And there's also studies that out there that are going to show that not drinking at all can lead to actual Alzheimer's as well. So there's different studies on either side of the of the fence. What it does say is that heavy drinking on a regular basis isn't good for you. And that is just in hardcore stone facts. So if you're trying to get away from that heavier drinking, then this one's for you. So really think about that for a second. Do I really want to have to deal with Alzheimer's, dementia, all of these things later on in life? Uh, again, using that negativity to, pull, to push yourself into the positivity of not drinking. It feels like it's one-sided at the moment. I know. I will. Let's let's bring up something. Some positives. The positives are the social side of things, in, in the sense of alcohol, that, that it brings people together. It is a nice lubricant for being able to speak to people. It reduces those sort of barriers that you find. If you're not like me, you find it hard to talk to people. Uh, then you will find yourself needing this a little bit more because you are less extroverted and you require it to be able to feel a little bit more relaxed around people. I think that the more, the, the older you get as well, is that you you realise how similar most people are and you can read them pretty well and that you don't really need the alcohol to be able to do that. That's from my perspective. Again, extroverted, being around people a lot of the time, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, it's uh, an understanding of well, I can read this person. I can understand where they're coming from. I don't really need to, you know, need 
alcohol to be able to get me to that point. Actually, for me, alcohol is a detriment to me because I become even more energetic out of myself. Uh, and that's not what I need. I don't need more energy. I need to be able to f be focused and actually be able to concentrate on people's conversations rather than uh, totally uh, maniacal and all over the place. So that's what alcohol does to me. And for me personally, I don't like it because it uh, removes the positive character that I am and actually just makes me feel out of control. A lot of people find that for them, they like being in that zone. They like being out of the zone, out of real life, being in that sort of purgatory period between alcohol and real life. And that that's fine. Whatever get floats your boat at the end of the day. So back to Sober October. What is it going to do for you? That may be your first question. Well, the number one, as I've said already, is that you're probably going to lose weight because a lot of it, you might find that your face starts less bloated. Your skin might get a little bit better because the lack of alcohol in your system, your pores will be able to relax. It actually tightens, like makes you start putting blood into the face. I think there's a lot of redness as well and inflammation in the body because of alcohol. And you're going to find that, actually, I don't know whether alcohol is an acid or an alkaline, so I can't really comment on that, but that's uh, food for thought right there. Um, but I know for a fact that it causes inflammation, so it could be more acid-based. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Scientists who are listening are probably thinking, what the fuck are you talking about, Chris? Please move on. Anyway, so you can lose weight. You're going to find that your complexion clears up. You're also going to find yourself actually getting better sleep because what alcohol, like marijuana, does... I told you I'd bring up the drugs. Marijuana makes you feel like you're absolutely knocked out for the count for a full night's sleep. A lot of people smoke marijuana to be able to get better sleep, according to them. Same with alcohol. They'll drink and they'll have a super heavy night's sleep. What you are doing, though, is eliminating REM sleep. REM sleep, rapid eye movement uh, sleep, is how you repair some of the brain and cognitive functions. It's also super good for the body, and if you remove it, you're actually damaging your brain. And by doing so, you are actually going to find yourself the next day, maybe the cognitive, this brings back this idea of getting dementia, getting these brain-orientated diseases that are going to re remove and reduce your cognition and therefore ruin you later in life. Now, a lot of people think for the now rather than the later. Yes, that's fair enough. If you want to have a very positive time every now and then, maybe have a twice a month sort of thing. Be realistic with yourself. Use Sober October as a way to be able to manage your lifestyle, not just financially and, and, and socially and all of these other things, but you can use alcohol as a way to be able to say, right, I'm going to be drinking this time at this place. I'm going to be smoking marijuana or whatever it is or smoking cigarettes, whatever drug it is that you do. If you're sniffing coke off strippers' tits, whatever it is, do it at specific times to, to help your health for the future. Look at your future self as an investment and think to yourself whether that investment would be good to be able to do drinking every weekend or going out every weekend or trying to find that next buzz every well every day for some people and that that's truly scary because that is a true addiction in my mind so there's also as well as all of these niceties REM sleep getting better sleep overall and increasing your health you're losing weight you're feeling a better complexion you're also going to find yourself with some saved money because you've not been spending it on booze or on the other drugs. 
Then you can take that spare money and start investing it in other hobbies. Maybe find yourself a new hobby, something that you can actually invest in yourself that isn't destroying your your health mentally. This is why I've linked up why bringing it back to the original Sober October of Joe Rogan, Ari Shafir, Tom Segura, and Bert Kreischer is that they used it as a combination between health of fitness and alcohol. By removing the alcohol, you combine it and build the habit of fitness. You therefore are building a base within yourself and helping your, yourself physically, as well as removing a detriment of what's going to help destroy you physically and mentally as well. What they originally did was that they did, t I think the idea was 10 to 15, no, 15 yoga sessions throughout the entire month. They had to do the 15, and what they found is that by doing those 15 yoga sessions, they felt so much better, and that it was a tough slog to get through, but they did it together. And by holding each other accountable, they were going to find themselves in a better headspace at the end of it because they knew that they had accomplished it together. The accountability is also something that truly helps people, knowing that they have someone to fall back on to be able to say to them that to keep going down the road and keep moving forward. This is something that not everyone has. So if you don't, use this video as a way to say to yourself, I can do it and I'm going to keep moving forward. And that this is who I, the new person I am, the new transformation, the new me. Sounds very cheesy, sounds a little bit cringe, but... A lot of the positive things in life really do sound like that, and it's because they work. That's the secret. They work. So, things are tough as well. Tough things normally result in very positive outcomes. Mentally tough, physically tough, spiritually tough. Anything that is going to push you forward as a person is going to be difficult mentally, physically, and spiritually. Because of this, you may look at it and push it away and save it for another day. I say don't save it for another day. Use this month as a way to be able to take a pickaxe and chip away at it one bit at a time. If you don't do any exercise, first thing you can do is start walking. Then when you start walking, you're going to start doing weightlifting or running or calisthenics or something light to be able to help you get to the next step. You're going to start chipping away at that fitness area. Then you're going to look at the alcohol and say, well, I'm do if you really enjoy drinking, you're going to look at it as a way to be able to reduce the amount and still make it fun, but also move it into specific times. Maybe, if you're like me, you'll use it as a way to celebrate and you'll only have it on a celebration. Not just mini celebrations, but big events. Events that are personal to you. Maybe you're moving out of your house. Maybe you've graduated from university. Maybe it's your birthday. Maybe it's Christmas. Maybe it's the Easter Bunny. He's come to visit and he's saying, here's your chocolate egg and your alcohol. <laughs> Events like this. All of them are going to be able to help you as a person. And you're going to think to yourself, well, that wasn't that hard. And I've associated positive times with positive drinking. Bingo. Bingo bongo, you're in the Congo. And from there, you can start the saying to yourself, well, I've also built a habit of fitness alongside this that I can use as a foundation to be able to push myself forward. And by drinking less, it actually helps my fitness and my new hobby. Now, I've used fitness as the combination here because it helps you physically and it clears your mind out mentally. But not everyone really enjoys fitness the way I do. So maybe fitness is just a basic 
thing that you have to do three times a week and you have to force yourself to do it. If that's the case, then maybe the hobby that you have found, maybe you're into chess, maybe you're into computer science, maybe you're into um, water sports, if you're horse riding, whatever it is, utilize that as a way to be able to say, well, if I reduce my alcohol consumption or my drug consumption or whatever it is, this new hobby is going to get worse. And I like this new hobby. This new hobby is a, a new way for me to be a better person or a better me or an enjoying, or not even that, just enjoying yourself. Maybe you like going to roller coasters and you don't want to throw up on the ride, so you have to drink less. My point being here is that you have to have this association between the one and the two. Now, I'm not a scientist, no, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not a therapist for any of these things, but I do know friends who've dealt with alcohol, and they've dealt with it quite tough. Uh, and I've seen people I've grown up with, and I've grown up with it myself. I drank very early on. I was like 14 or something along those lines when I've had my first drink. I know there's people out there who have it at 11 or 12 or whatever it is in your country. Or if you're in Spain, France, it's like 7 and 8, whatever it is. You can all sneer your heads at it, but that's probably not a good idea. I say that. The science says otherwise. I believe the science says that if you are introduced to a alcohol early on through parental guidance basically you're less likely to become an alcoholic later on in life the idea is that mentally if you've had something kept away from you you're more likely to want it and therefore if you've had alcohol res res like restricted from you therefore you want it more so if you're like that that's probably why you have uh, a sort of need and want behind alcohol you know, there's not a lot you can do about this, your childhood there. You can't exactly remove that, but what you can do is try and move around it and try and look at it as less of a, a want and a need and more of something that you, is, a, is just part of life. There's also going to be this in-between phase of feeling left out. A lot of people can find themselves in these friendship groups where they're drinking heavily to be able to be part of that friendship group or you're having a drink regularly with people and other people are drinking, you're not. And you may be feeling isolated right now because you're not drinking and everyone else is. You know what I say? Fuck them. Fuck them all. <laughs> this is about you. It's not about them. Now, a lot of people say, you know, just remove the friend. You're not going to do that because a lot of the time these are good friends. If they're negative and they're around, then yes, obviously you're going to want to remove them. But if they're positive people and they just happen to be drinking, that's not a way to say move them aside. What you are going to say, though, is that I accept the being for what it is, what it, it like what it can be and who I am. I'm going to accept that. And I'm going to say I'm going to have a soft drink for now. And I'm going to get through this and I'm going to understand that there can be a time and a place for where I am not going to drink and other people around me will. It feels kind of uncomfortable. It's like doing your first push-ups for the first time. It's just like, oh, God, maybe not as hard as that. But, you know, it's, it's that uncomfortable silence. Maybe sometimes you may be with someone and they don't quite get along with you and they're not quite on the same page as you. It's difficult to be able to get a conversation out of them. It's difficult to be able to get them on the same page or find topics that they enjoy. It's difficult to be able to find uh, the next part of that and you're stringing them along. You're trying to, you're spood feeling them the conversation. It can feel uncomfortable. If you can get past that uncomfortable feeling initially, you're going to make a step forward.
Sober October also, by, like I said, saving money, you're going to be losing weight, you're going to also have better sleep, you're also going to find yourself just in a better all-round mental state as well, because alcohol is going to have this rinse and repeat cycle of you drinking, and by having that rinse and repeat cycle, your body is always in this horrible toxic phase of having alcohol in it, and therefore doesn't actually know what feeling clean is like. And by having this extended period of being clean, you may find that your body reacts in a very different way. You may find yourself with more energy. You may find yourself feeling less tired because your body is repairing itself. And this is another thing as well. There's also um, another thing that I remember when I was uh, working for this pharmaceutical company, there was this idea of cysts on your liver and kidneys as well. And they would build up uh, across your liver because of the alcohol, because of other things as well. And they were giant. They were about like an inch, like an inch wide, like high in size. And they were just stuck onto the liver. Now imagine that. Like Now I'm not sure if that's associated. Like the alcohol is, it can increase and ruin your liver. But I don't think the cysts are particularly uh, part of that. But imagine that on your liver right now. Because the more you drink, the more that happens. That's just a mental thing. That's not actually what happens, by the way. That's just, I remember that this mindset. If you associate certain things, you are able to, let's say... Uh, push past it. I, I think there's also, it's the same with cigarettes. If you look at it as something negative in your life and you can feel, make it feel dirty. This is a terrible example, but the way you make it inferior, you can make it, sorry, I'm not going to use that example in my head. I was going to make a, a pre-history 1945 uh, specific uh, example there, but I'm not going to because it's a little bit too dark for for, for a sober October podcast. Uh, but the point being is that if you can make it feel inferior in some ways and disgusting and, and dirty, you can push it away a little bit. Maybe that's not the best psycholo psychology. Uh, but for me, if I look at something and I look at it as really like negative to my life, then I will see it as something that I have to eliminate. Maybe not. You know, everyone's of their own. Maybe other people like find that really difficult because each time they do it, it becomes more and more of a, a tie and they, they can't get past the anxiety of doing it either. Food for thought, all of this. But we've talked about a few different points there of what Sober October is going to do for you. You're also going to find yourself uh, thinking to yourself, how can I extend it further into November maybe? Maybe not. Maybe you just think, ah, I've done one month. I've proven to myself that I can do a full month of not drinking. And that in itself is an accomplishment. You should be really proud of yourself because if you can get one month, then what's stopping you from getting two and then so on and so forth. I'm not saying eliminate drinking completely. I'm just saying that if you have this power of yourself, this control, it's the same with eating. If you can find yourself in a more positive uh, eating habit, then you're going to find yourself benefiting from that physically. Alcohol also has a uh, a real c correlation between how you eat as well. You'll find that a lot of people eat uh, large quantities of junk food when they're on a night out. Kebabs, 
you know, burgers, all this greasy stuff. It's, I think it's been scientifically shown that the reason why people do that is actually because it helps with the hangover the next day. I don't know the specifics behind it, but I am pretty certain that the greasier the food, the, hel- the, the more it helps with the hangover. Ironically, it's just dehydration that's causing the hangover, by the way. So if you are looking to have less of a hangover, I use the Russell Crowe method that he used on Ed Sheeran, is that you have more ice in your drink and therefore hydrate yourself. Now with beers, that's very difficult because you're not gonna put ice in a beer normally, but if you can have with each beer, maybe like a really cool bottle of water or something really I don't know, it's going to hydrate you fast, that's going to help. So if you are going to drink, then this. But remove it until October's over. So think to yourself, November, maybe you're going to use November the 5th, bonfire night, or you're going to use midnight, it's it's November the 1st. Maybe you're just getting 1am in the morning of of November the 1st, you're thinking, that's when I'm going to drink. I would say that's a Tuesday, so what's going on with your life? You're drinking on a Tuesday night, what's going, what's what's wrong there? You're sassy the Sasquatch drinking on a Tuesday night, but, um, don't know where I was going with that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, don't drink on Tuesday nights, it's just a little bit weird, isn't it? You're not in secondary school anymore, we don't do that stuff anymore, you know, if you're an adult. And I know for a fact that a lot of my listeners are adults, so yeah, it's a bit strange. You're not, if you're not in your early 20s, not in university anymore, you know, you shouldn't really be drinking during the week. That's a a little bit strange. Uh, And if you are, that, this might be another reason for using Sober October. So, I'm going to leave it with a positive no, as I always do, because I hate negativity when it comes down to keeping that in your mind. You want to go forward with a positive note. You want to think to yourself. I want you to imagine the person that you want to be. And I want you to imagine your future self and your past self. And I want you to say to yourself, would the past and future self be proud of who I am at the moment and the decisions that I'm making? And if you are saying no to yourself right now, this is your opportunity to say, I'm going to be proud of both my past self, my inner child, and I'm going to have my future self, the old woman or gentleman, who's going to be proud of the decisions I make today. So you're proud of yourself either way. So this has been the Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Happy Sober October.